is Upbeat with beatboxer, musician, speaker, and show host, Parker K. Hey, welcome to Upbeat, and thank you very much for being here and for listening in today. I appreciate you checking out this episode. It's a great one that I'm excited to share with you. I'm actually pulling it from an interview that I was a part of back in early 2020 with my good friend, Alex Williams. He's got a podcast called My Wax Museum, and that's what this interview is from. I'm only sharing a little bit of it. I did edit it down, so for the full thing, you can definitely find that and listen to that by going to My Wax Museum, that podcast uh, by Alex Williams. Also, you should know this dude is incredibly talented, and he's got a bunch of podcasts that he's a part of. So uh, for a list of those podcasts, go to the website meccoradio.com. That's Mecco, M-E-C-H-O, radio.com, meccoradio.com. It's got a list of all the podcasts that he's part of and that he works on, uh, one of which particularly is one of my all-time favorite podcasts. It's called Broken Bulbs, and I love it because uh, of not only the quality of guests and production and interviews and the timeliness of it, you know, they're not longer episodes, they're like in the 10 to 15 minute range, but I really love the concept. It's called Broken Bulbs, and he highlights people's, uh, you know, ideas or projects that they tried that didn't work. They tried something that totally failed. They tried something that didn't work, and they dissect, you know, the lessons learned from that. And it's just a really cool concept. And thankfully and fortunately, I was interviewed by Alex on that podcast as well. But the interview is not out yet. The episode is not available until September 8th, I believe. September 8th, 2021. So definitely follow Alex Williams. Follow, uh, go to meccoradio.com and follow the podcasts that interest you. And I would definitely recommend following Broken Bulbs so you don't miss that upcoming interview with me. And I'll be sure to leave links to all these things in the description areas wherever you're listening to this episode. But in the meantime, let's dive into this one. This, again, was pulled from the My Wax Museum podcast by Alex Williams. I'm excited to share it with you. Let's get into it. My Wax Museum is a proud member of the Creative Grapevine. Hello and welcome to another episode of My Wax Museum. I'm your host, Alex Williams, and today I'm joined by my friend, Parker Kane. Parker is someone who is not just passionate about what he does, but more so about the impact his work has on people. After his McDonald's beatbox video went viral, Parker's life turned around, but he also learned a lot of tough lessons along the way. And we get into that in today's episode as we talk about life, family, beatboxing, and his experience as a podcaster and creative. And remember to make five minutes today to listen intently to the people around you. Parker Kane, welcome to My Wax Museum. Thank you very much for having me. I'm excited to be here. You're, you're kind of known for, for your beatboxing. Um, it's part of it's part of your podcast, and we're gonna we're gonna talk more about that in a little bit. Um, but did you ever, growing up, think that it would be any sort of success, or was it just kind of, hey, this is a quirky thing that I do? For me, it was always a dream to make it something successful, and. I would literally lay in bed at night and not be able to fall asleep because my imagination would just run wild of like the things I'd want to do with beatboxing and uh, 
the impact that I could have if like others could hear it and see it, you know, and if I could perform on big stages and ultimately it was just a, I love beatboxing kind of a dream. But eventually down the road, as I just followed that and followed the things that I'm passionate about, I was slowly uncovering more things that I was passionate about or or getting more to the bottom of like, why is it truly that I was passionate about that thing? And for me, beatboxing is cool, but I I realized what I loved more about beatboxing was the awe-inspired smiles that it put on people's faces. You know, I loved making their jaws drop. <laughs> I loved making them shocked, like kind of like how a magician feels when he pulls off a good trick, you know? Like I loved that kind of impact I had on other human beings. And that's why I really liked beatboxing. Well, same kind of thing with music. It wasn't just music that I loved. Later, I found out that it was, uh, you know, the ability to really make people feel that music can do that I loved about music. So just, I, I've been on this path of always wanting to, to, follow my passion. And the more I've done that, the more I've wanted to help other people realize that in themselves and start pursuing what they love. Uh, but to answer your question, I did not know a viral video would happen. I did not know that it would reach the kind of success that it has, but I always hoped it would. And even if that didn't happen, I wouldn't stop fighting. I, I think it's so ingrained in me to just keep it up. So tell me a little bit about this, because I, I remember actually seeing that video um, when it when it came out, when it was just like circulating on Facebook. And I was just like somebody back in Canada who was like, oh, wow, that's like really impressive. Like, that's that's super cool. Um, what was that experience like? Obviously having and it's weird now that that we're talking and that we know each other. Um, but what was that experience like? having something get so popular so suddenly. And I don't know, maybe just walk me through that because I'm just wildly curious about that whole experience. Yeah, well, it comes from a pretty, I guess, needed time in my life. Like that needed to happen because I was at the time in 2015, really honestly, like 2012 to the end of 2015, I was in a really deep, depression and not in a good place mentally. And I didn't want to be here anymore. And there was kind of, well, the night that video went viral, I don't want to like spoil the story, but I was, I was given up, man. And I said kind of a one last prayer of like, something needs to change in my life and it needs to change now. Or like, I'm, I'm throwing in the towel, you know, I can't do this anymore. And then I got invited to go on a late night McDonald's run with some friends and I didn't want to go, but I literally felt prompted to just be like, no, like I need to go. These are some really good friends reaching out to me. I need to lean on them, you know? So I went with them to McDonald's and I didn't even get anything. I just got a drink, you know, the typical large Coke from McDonald's. And uh, when we were there, they had me well, a lot of my friends knew I beatboxed and a lot of them have seen me beatbox with a McDonald's cup before. So they asked me to to show some other people. And when I did that, it was, a, first of all, most packed McDonald's I've ever seen. I don't know why there were so many people there, 
but so many people at that McDonald's and then everybody in the restaurant went silent and just like watched me do this thing with a cup and uh, everyone pulled out their phones, including my friend Sean, who recorded it. And he posted it online on his Facebook profile. And the next morning, it was 53,000 views. And so many people watched it and shared it right out the gate. That, and it was at a very weird time in social media, too, where short, kind of bad quality viral videos were the thing. <laughs> and so it was short. It was kind of eh quality and really, really shareable, you know, really easy for people to share. So that got a lot of views, a lot of shares. It only took, it took less than a week to get over a million or even a couple million views. And now on Facebook, it's been shared so much, so many times that it's generated over a billion views online, which is crazy. But then again, to answer your question, from there, it's very different uh, than people would think probably. And it was good in a way that like I was known for something that I love. Uh, it didn't happen the way I thought. Like I thought, Oaks, I love music. I love making covers on YouTube. I'm going to get a million subscribers. I'm going to do YouTube full time. But that didn't happen at all. My YouTube didn't go up hardly at all. Uh, what instead happened was I started getting booked for speaking engagements and beatboxing at live events. And so that's kind of where I get into this more motivational space too, because I just like I'm overcoming depression. I was in a suicidal place. Now I'm doing what I love and I'm speaking to thousands and thousands of people in these crowds. What kind of message do I want to share for them? It's my my chance to beatbox and and create those awe-inspired smiles and shocking moments, right? But it's also, I feel like a responsibility for me to uh, uplift them and inspire them. So that's it went from YouTube cover artist to to a motivational speaker and podcaster pretty much through that viral experience. Uh, the bad things about going viral, though, one, the labels. Uh, now I am just forever known as the McDonald's beatboxer <laughs> and nothing else. <laughs> and so much to the point where people didn't, like, they don't care about me or my name or anything like that, like they'll just stop me at Walmart or something. And I say Walmart's in Rexburg, that's like the only place to go, right? <laughs> but I'll go to Walmart, people will see me, they'll recognize me and they'll run up and they'll say, oh, it's the McDonald's beatboxer. They'll pull out their phones and they'll be like, hey, can you, uh, do, can you do a Snapchat video real quick? And then I do it for them and then they're like, hey, bye. And they leave and it's like, okay, dance monkey, dance monkey, right? Like, show me your tricks. Like, they just want you to, to do the beatboxing. Uh, the other bad thing that happened is it actually led to a lot of broken friendships and people who didn't even know me yet too, who just automatically made up their this story in their head that like I was just some super popular, rich, mean guy who was just successful, you know? And it's like, I'm not even, I'm not popular. I'm not rich. I'm not successful. I'm in the same college you are. I'm eating ramen with my roommates at night. Like I just had a video get a lot of views, but nothing in my life really changed. Um, and then with, with friends that I did have, you know, I, I use the Walmart analogy again, but when I would go places, people 
would completely ignore my friends and family and not acknowledge their existence at all and just be like, oh, hey, it's you. It's the beatboxer. We don't care about all these other people, but it's you, you know? And that some of my friends embraced it really well and were like, they thought it was cool. Like, oh, I'm friends with someone who's famous, quote unquote, you know? But then some of my friends absolutely hated that and did not like that I was getting so much attention. And so it created some some waves in the water. <laughs> uh, and ultimately, I just had to learn better how to uh, introduce my friends and family like Oh hey yeah I'm the beatboxer and these are these are my friends this is my mom this is my sister you know like just try to include everyone in what was happening and not just make it about me but that viral video caused for a lot of life lessons learned for sure interesting wow um okay so a lot to unpack there um you had the video go go viral um it kind of it turned your life around. Um, it, it seems like it, it seems like it helped you get out of that funk that you were in, um, or at least get you past, you know, moving a little bit forward. Um, and then, and then you have these negative consequences and things don't quite go as, as you were hoping. Um, what was, I'm curious cause you had, you had other, other plans for your life. Like you wanted to do, um, you wanted your YouTube videos to be popular and you to be known for that, um, which of course involves beatboxing and stuff. Um, but like, it wasn't just the McDonald's beatbox guy. Right. Um, and, and maybe your, your rise to success would have been slower and more gradual. Right. Um, but then it takes this turn and you start doing the motivational speaking. Were you, were you opposed to that turn or is it something that you kind of embraced that you were happy about or were you kind of like thinking the whole time, well, I wish I was doing this other thing? No. So it was something I totally embraced and more than anything, I felt like it was a prayer answered and a lot of clarification that I needed. <laughs> like, again, I go to the the example of more passions being buried underneath our existing passions and how we could live a life of just constantly uncovering our new passions or the real reasons why those are our passions. And again, for me, beatboxing is cool, but more than beatboxing, I love the impact that it has on people. And more than music, I love the way music can make people feel. And I don't think that I knew that back in 2014, 2015, uh, before that viral video. I think that viral video needed to happen. I needed to not excel with YouTube and then start learning about the speaking and motivational space and podcasting and all those other things because it was just pretty much ever since the viral video, I have constantly been discovering more and more about myself and the things that I, the things that really make me tick. And, and I did change a lot. Like I immediately quit nursing <laughs> and I changed to a communication major and I got a girlfriend, which Obviously that didn't turn out well, <laughs> you know, but like it's pretty much everything I complained about in that prayer of what I didn't have, I all of a sudden had, like I had 
clarification about the beatboxing. I had a girlfriend. I started making a lot more money. I got more than just the beatboxing. I got two jobs, one of which was on campus and one of which was at an assisted uh, living center in, in Rexburg. I was a CNA. Thankfully, I had that skill because of nursing and stuff. But yeah, every, it was like a light switch. It's like one day it was really, really dark and life sucked. And the next day, like I just had all of the answers to everything I needed at that time. Life hasn't been perfect since then, but that opened my eyes to a lot of things and gave me a lot of clarification moving forward. Interesting. So um, you're you're kind of continuing that um, that vein of positivity and motivation and and supporting people um, and and like you talk about bringing that light to people's faces. Like you're you're continuing working on that whole thing, on that whole passion and idea uh, through your podcast, Upbeat with Parker Kane. Um, do you mind telling telling us a little bit? about what what that's all about and uh and and how you use it to share your message yeah so i think podcasting and there's a whole, <laughs> i could just talk forever you could tell me to shut up at any moment i mean i know it's a it's a podcast and we're supposed to talk but <laughs> i have long long stories but basically I, I really i'll shorten this one um i have also experienced a lot of health issues and a lot of those health issues happened after my video went viral. And like two years ago now, I had a really scary surgery that essentially was going to be the decision of if I could sing really at the level I could again, and if I could beatbox again at the level that I was beatboxing. And it also took me off the stage because during that like recovery from the surgery, I wasn't speaking at all or traveling anywhere. And so I was like, what could I do to still bring motivational and powerful and uplifting messages to an audience without having to go travel and speak places? And I was like, oh, podcasting, podcasting. And at that time, what's podcasting, dude? Nobody nobody knew what podcasts were. Uh, I did because I was already kind of researching it, but everyone I knew had no idea what podcasts were. And so it seems kind of a bit of a stretch, but I was like, I have microphones, I know how to use them, and it wouldn't take any money, honestly, to just start podcasting and start talking, and hopefully I can get an audience, you know? So the whole goal of starting my podcast was to essentially be a motivational speaker and not have to have the gigs. At the time, too, I was in college, I had some teachers who would always reference celebrities as examples. So like, oh, you can do what you want. Just look at what Michael Jordan did and look at what Eminem did and look at what Halle Berry did and Jim Carrey and they all came from nothing and now they're so successful, you know? And I personally love those stories and can relate to them, but I would look around at the classmates and I would see that nobody was connecting with that. No one was relating to it. It wasn't resonating. So my idea at that time was like, well, I can't interview celebrities because I'm not a big enough deal to do that. <laughs> and if you look up podcasts, all they are are celebrities interviewing celebrities. And I was like, I want to highlight the successful people in this world 
that are your next door neighbors that are not in the public eye. And so pairing that picture with the picture of wanting to not have gigs anymore and just start podcasting, just it turned into an interview style podcast where I was able to interview people and uh, booking guests has never been an issue because I'm not trying to book the biggest, most celebritized people in the world. I am just booking people who are successful doing the things that they love and they come with the same amount of value. The only difference is people don't necessarily know their names. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's so true. And I mean, uh, like I was telling you, that's kind of a similar message to, to my podcast here to my wax museum. Um, just that, uh, there are a lot of people around you who you'd be surprised to know, like, They've got just as good of advice as everybody else. You just don't know their names and uh, you don't necessarily need fame to have have a good idea or be a good person or be able to provide that advice to the people who need it. So I, I asked you this question when I interviewed you on the people of home, which by the time these episodes come out there, it'll be like months ago that that episode aired. Um, we're recording much further ahead here right now. And, uh, and so I asked you this question, but I'll ask it again. Um, what are some things that you, um, that you learned, that you've learned particularly, uh, from, from doing the podcast? Yeah. Well, and I'll try to replicate that answer a little bit. I re I remember immediately firing off with one of my favorite quotes from Bill Nye, um, where he just says essentially that everybody that you meet knows something that you don't which is really, really cool. And I've interviewed a lot of guests and talked about a lot of different topics. And it's just fascinating the things that I've learned from each individual person. They all come with different backgrounds. They all are living different presents and they're all moving forward towards different futures. And they're so unique. Their, their handprint on this earth is different from everybody else's handprint on this earth. So it's cool learning from each individual. And, and ultimately, I guess, summing that up, I have learned that one of the greatest resources that we have is other human beings. It's each other. And you can just talk to people and learn things that that school and the internet and whatever could never, ever teach you because they're not that person. <laughs> so it's it really is, I've learned to encur encourage the idea or the act of communicating with people and learning from them. So that's one big thing. Um, I think the other big thing that I shared uh, that I definitely stand by is more of an internal thing. And that's just understanding our brains and unlocking the idea that you are actually extremely powerful. And as, as long as you can learn to control your thoughts and control your brain and control the decisions that you're making, then um, you're going to be wildly, wildly successful because you are controlling the most powerful, most powerful thing in your body, and that's your brain and your heart. So, controlling those things <laughs> make you very, very powerful. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Um, I I can uh, give you an amen to that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, so kind of leading into the into the end of the interview here. Um, I, I want to hear from you what your what your plans are for the future. Like, what do you hope 
to to keep doing? Like, what's next for Parker Kane? Well, I am very, very, very heavily invested in my podcast right now. I'd love to see that just grow and never stop growing. Uh, my kind of mission in life, and I probably need to make this more niche or niche, depending on how you say it. But uh, my my kind of vision, my mission in life is to impact millions of lives in a positive way and be committed to living upbeat. And I just want that to translate into everything that I do. And the more the podcast can grow, the more people that I am impacting and hopefully inspiring them to do the same kinds of things with their vehicles, you know, the way they choose to do it and the things that they're passionate about. Um, I want my website to get huge. I would love to somehow figure out how to <laughs> grab my YouTube channel by the horns and make that into something. Uh, once all this, I mean, this is this episode's going to be out probably much later, and that maybe this isn't relevant anymore. But once we get out of all this coronavirus stuff, I hope to get back into the public speaking space. And really, I just want to keep pursuing on the path that I'm on, and hopefully monetize it a little bit better too so I don't have to work other jobs to make it happen. Um, and so that is definitely something I want to want to press, uh, want to push for uh, in the future. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, and I, I think, I think you're on, on a good path. I mean, you've obviously already impacted a lot of people. Um, and, and hopefully anybody listening here is going to check out your show um, if you'd like, I know, um, I, I did ask you beforehand if you could beatbox on the show. So, but before we do that, I want to, I want to wrap up with that. So if, uh, if you could just tell everybody where they can find you and believe me, you guys, after you hear him beatbox, you're going to want to find him. Um, so if, if you want to wrap up with, uh, where people can find you and how they can, uh, live upbeat. Yeah, so I would encourage Googling my name and just seeing whatever comes up. Hopefully it's my website, parkercane.co.co. Um, Kane is K-A-N-E. Uh, so I would definitely just search my name. If you see a movie, then that is not the right spot. You need to keep scrolling. There is a movie called Parker Kane. I've seen it. You don't want to see it. It's not that good. <laughs> just scroll right on past that movie. Uh, go to my website. Search Upbeat with Parker Kane wherever you stream podcasts and listen to the podcast. Really on any of the platforms, if you just search my name spelled right, K-A-N-E, then you will find what I'm up to. Rad, fantastic. Uh, well, with that, uh, if if you want to take us away. Yes. Uh, I'm going to put my wax museum into, uh, into a beatbox. Okay, I'm interested to hear it. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That was awesome. Thank you again, Parker Kane, for joining me. Yeah, thank you very much, Alex. It's been a pleasure.
So there you have it, Alex's interview with me on his podcast, My Wax Museum. Again, definitely go to mechoradio.com, M-E-C-H-O radio.com for a list of all the podcasts that he works on and other interviews that I've been a part of, you know, especially I'd encourage following Broken Bulbs. That is an incredible podcast and Alex has some upcoming interviews with me there that I don't want you to miss. The first of which is coming out on the 8th, September 8th. 2021 and i'm excited to share that with you again as always if you enjoyed listening to this please follow our podcast and leave reviews and share this episode and share other episodes that you find and enjoy with your friends and family that is always so much appreciated you're the best i'll see you next week this is upbeat with beatboxer musician speaker and show host parker k Subscribe at parkerk.co.